This is the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Goodison Park. Hello and welcome to the Agenda Podcast, a podcast where you, the listeners, send in the questions and you, the listeners, set the agenda. I'm Ian Kroll and I'm joined as ever by Connor O'Neill. Connor, how are you? Not too bad after Saturday. Not too bad? Not too bad. Oh, come on. You, Slowly you getting over it. I think the fact you know, there's a game so quick after, yeah. you know, the the setback on Saturday, you know, yeah. sort of makes the mood a little bit brighter. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's just quickly, before we, we, we've got a load of questions that have been submitted via the Royal Blue Facebook page, but just got a question of me on, Connor, for you. You you said last week that you, you ate humble pie. You know, you thought that, well, we all thought that this could be, or last week's result was a, you know, turn the corner as such and, and then we go and go and get beat by Brighton. Okay, a few mitigating circumstances, but um, just what, what what are you feeling at the minute? I mean, it's mixed really because <clears throat> you kind of look at it from a perspective of, you know, Silver was 10 minutes from looking like a genius because he brings a substitute shoot on. He pretty much scores with, a, you know, his first touch. So if we see the game out from there, Silva, you know, will get picked up and mm. it'll be, you know, a masterstroke by by the the managers to to do so. Instead, it was just a throwback to the dark dark times that we we've we've so far had this season. And you know, when the penalty was given, and we'll, we'll get into the penalty and the, the VAR decision etc. Shortly, but when he conversed it, I was watching at home and you knew it was a big 10 minutes. You knew it was massive because you knew we had to weather the storm because obviously Brighton were going to have the tails up. They were going to be going for it. They were going to play on the front foot. And you thought, we've got to weather this this storm now for 10 minutes. You know, we've got to got to stay strong. We've got to we've got to prove that ultimately coming away from the game, VAR cost us. Mm-hmm. You know, because if we, we draw 2-2, two, two, you can rightly point and say, well, you know, we would have won that game 2-1 if it wasn't for that decision. Instead, we just completely crumbled like we have done in recent, you know, especially on the road so far this season, we just crumbled and, you know, in the end, it, it turns up with our, you know, our captain turned the ball into his, his own net and the most frantic last couple of seconds. But we just look, you know, dead on our feet towards the end. I mean, you see, you see the winning goal, you know, their, their left-back goes charging up the pitch and plays, a, you know, a nice ball down the line. But you look at us running back, we just look dead on our feet. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we don't think we've got anyone kind of... We're all over the show from a, a shape and defensive point of view and it just become frantic and, you know, we've seen this this Everton team, it can't really cope with frantic. It's 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 at its best when it's controlling the pace and yeah, it's yeah. controlling the play and when Everton comes 100 million miles an hour, we, we tend to struggle and that was ultimately what, what happened in them last 10 minutes on, on, on Saturday and, you know, we're back at square one now. We are back at square one. Tomorrow's Carabao Cup Tire home to Watford is massive, which one we can't lose. And we've we've got to bounce back on Sunday against Spurs as well in the Premier League because we are nervously looking over our shoulder. I mean, we, at one point yesterday, we was in the bottom four, bottom three yeah. when Newcastle were winning. So we need to get back on, on track in the league because we have got a tough run of games post the end of November going into December over the Christmas period. So we need to start getting points on the board quickly. Okay then, um, nice little uh, analysis on round up there. Question time then. Um, I'll go with the first question, Connor, and then obviously you can um, then go and ask a question and I'll answer. So, Callum Lapsley submitted the question via the Royal Blue Facebook page. Are we cursed? <sighs> yeah, no, I think we all yeah. say we are cursed, <laughs> aren't we? And we all say it's only Everton, but, you know, that was a shocking decision, the, the VAR decision, but, 
you know, like I say, I think what's equally as worrying is the, is the way we crumbles and, mm-hmm. and we can see the winner. So in terms of are we cursed, probably a little bit, but I think we also are the makings of our own downfall at times. I think, yeah. you know, we are we are the, the club who tends to shoot, shoot ourselves right in the foot. Absolutely. Next question from Anthony Michael Knowles. Connor? How the something did we lose that? Yeah. Uh, swear word in that question, but we, we we're respectable, yeah. aren't we? Bit of decorum in this podcast, so we we won't swear. Um, Anthony, I mean, we lost it because one, we conceded a, a silly goal from a set piece, as in our keeper should have, have saved that, yeah, without a doubt. Um, obviously, when that happens, you're always going to ask questions of, of your keeper. It was nowhere near the corner. It he, the the guy hit it well. It, it obviously had pace, power, but for the to practically go through Pickford's hands was was not in short of, uh, short of shocking really. I was I was very disappointed in that. So we've conceded a goal there. We've we've obviously I felt I felt once we conceded we we started to play a lot better. I felt the first ten minutes I thought we were poor. I thought this is just going to be a typical you know Everton Marco Silva team dis- display. We, we just there wasn't no agency. Conceded the goal. We then started to play better. We, you know we came back into it. Go two one up and then you know. Without making too much too much excuses, obviously VAR has, has well and truly smacked us in the face. You know, we are a club of firsts, and I think it's the first time this season that VAR has been. You know, a decision's been overturned, like from a referee. It was, but it, it's not now the first and the only because the it, it was instant yesterday. Yeah, in the Arsenal one, and it also Norwich as well. I think Daniel yeah. James got a penalty. Yeah, but. yeah, but it, it's no coincidence that there's been calls. This week, like in mm-hmm. in the build up to it, this weekend set of fixtures that you know people have said, why aren't decisions getting overturned and questioning? And then bang, slap three three decisions over over the weekend. It, it it's just crazy. If anyone thinks that's a penalty, um, they they don't know football. Football is is a contact sport. If I if I got up and stood on your toe. I, I very much doubt that you would literally fall over. I think it would. I, I might hear you. Don't get me wrong, but you know the, the, the Brighton uh, forward has, has jumped up like a. And then he, he has. He might have been hit, and he has been contacted. But it's a contact sport for me. He, he's gone over, and I want to call him a diver because he has been touched. But you know what? What is the sport coming to? So we've had that VAR decision. Um, and like you said, it's just got completely frantic. We haven't been able to compose ourselves, and we've conceded from a, a you know, arguably a, a ridiculous own goal, and that's pretty much how we've we've lost the game. It's 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 very very frustrating. I think just while you're on this far rant and while you you're in full flow there, we'll we'll ask the next two questions together because they kind of tie in. Go on. The first one's from Matthew Barry. How long till a set of supporters turn up at Stockley Park and smash the Archer Cup? And then Carl Oskarlubeg asked. Was it the penalty that killed us? Rhetorical question, of course, it was. Massive boost for Brighton. So you touched on it there, you know, yeah. far over the weekend yeah. and, and the penalty decision itself. Yeah. Well, firstly, Matthew Barry um, has asked that question. Conveniently, he's not even in the country. So he said, you know, he's basically insinuating violence there on uh, Stockley Park and he's not in the country to do condone. so. Well, we don't condone at all. But like I say, anyway. it's convenient that he's not in the country and he's asking these type of questions. Well, well, well done, Matthew. Um, I, I don't know how long it will be until a set of supporters turn up. I actually think... I'm sure it's not, not far off. I actually don't... I actually think, though, there was times over the weekend where it actually proved it's worth. I mean, the, the VAR debate... There was times where it was used correctly and it was used in the right manner and you thought, 
yeah, it's, it's going to work. That's what the right decision is. That comes to the right outcome. I mean, that's a whole other podcast. There's a whole other topic. There's a whole other debate. For oh, me, yeah, I mean, no, no, but very quickly, I, for VAR works for offsides. It's it's actually definitive whether it's a centimetre, an inch. It's it's offside. You, you know, you can't. But technically, it doesn't does it because Saturday's Aston Villa Man City game did lunchtime kick off. Yeah, David Silva was given the goal. Yeah, because was that ball, give, yeah was it was, was the ball hitting, but he was offside. But was it checked with offside though? Yeah, it was. But the team that the ball didn't hit David Silva, but then the Premier League didn't give the goal to David Silva. But what I'm saying is, <laughs> so, through the let through the line, where, you know, if you foot yeah. over, then that's that's where you know, then it's the people who were who were running this VAR, which is yeah. which we all know so at the I'm moment is it's just a set of referees. It's, it's just more confusing in the fact that you know the penalty instant, but you got an instance at the Etihad where yeah. you know the, the, the VAR worked. deems that yeah. Silva's not touched the ball, yeah, so it's not offside. Isn't you're not. But you know, but then the Premier League then give the goal to David Silva yeah. because they believe he did touch the ball. Yeah. So it you know it should have been offside. Then. It, 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 yeah, it should have been offside. You know, so you got one. Yeah, but it's perspective really, isn't it? I think you know the the, yeah. the big thing about. Well, did he touch it? I haven't seen it. It's 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 inconclusive. To be fair, from what I saw the replays of it, it's in, it's it's a matter of people's opinions yeah. and perspectives. And I think going back to Matthew's point, that is the thing with far. I think if you sat on the wrong end of a call, you do feel the edge to you know hit out but I'm sure if he seems being you no know, Brighton fans probably say well VAR's on his job the weekend because we we got a penalty mm. so I think the whole but when it, it's it's so subjective when it comes down to penalties decisions isn't it because yeah. if one person thinks it is a penalty who's on the pitch another th- person hundreds of miles away thinks it is a penalty do you know what I mean it's you know how 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 can that be fair you know they, they haven't introduced the the monitors it, you know this season for VAR and they they are doing that in the Champions League in Europe. Aren't they? Mm. You know referees going over to the the sideline and and, and double checking. It, it obviously it, it needs a lot of work. You know it, it's not the finished article by any means. But why have they introduced it into such a high profile sport when it's clearly not clearly not ready? Um, I, I mean we can go down to Stockley Park, me and you and Matthew when he's back. <laughs> If you, if you want to, and uh, have a little go. Got a couple of baseball bats there. If uh... <laughs> I got fast on that, yeah. <laughs> I'm a lover, not a, not, a, not a, I'm a lover, not a fighter. Is that what it is? Okay. But I think you know, going back to Carl's question there about you no, know, the, the penalty killers. Yeah. I think you know, I think you touched on it there, and it? it did kill us, didn't it? No. You know, it, you know it, it, it turned the momentum, it, it turned the tide, and you know, ultimately, Everton all of a sudden from looking rosy, two one up, yeah, looking solid, looking compact, substitutes making an impact, look dead on the feet, look ragged. Lost the shape and, you but know, the, you know, the, crumble, crumble like we've seen so many times before in the road this season. Yeah, that that is an excuse and it's a valid excuse, obviously because of what happened. But I think that just goes to prove the the mentality of this team and the players at the minute that we we probably did start to feel a little bit sorry for ourselves. Like you said, we were dead mm-hmm. on our feet. We we did probably you know did enough to to win the game and we were winning with obviously minutes to go and 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 that goes and happens. But you know teams concede all the time. You know decisions go against you all the time. Whether it's you know. VAR or not, you know the referee could have given that penalty. Okay, he didn't, but it still wouldn't have been the right decision as a penalty. But it's how you react to that, and quite clearly, we didn't react in the in the, in the correct manner, did we? No. Okay. Next question. I'll read it out for Connor Martin Jarvis. If we were to part ways with Marco Silva, our Everton now a less appealing prospect to two potential suitors than we would have been at the start of the season. Um, I don't think so. No, I don't. I don't think we are. I think, yeah, you know, we're struggling. We look a little bit imbalanced squad wise. Just think, you know, there's still question marks over certain areas of the pitch where we need to improve. 
But ultimately, we're a big Premier League club. You know, we've we've, we've shown in the past that we've got money to spend. You know, man- managers the last couple of years under Farad have been given financial backing to to improve the squads where they see fit. We're a Premier League club. You know, we get good gates. I don't, I don't think we are a less potential. Is it a poison chalice job? Not really, because I think if you can come in with the you know get the team get a team set up get them team playing. I don't think it is. I think at the minute we're just kind of going over old habits and we can't get out of them old, old habits, unfortunately. But yeah. no, I don't think I don't think we are a, a less, you know, I don't think we have lost a, a little bit of kind of our ilk, should we say, than from the start of the season, despite the poor run form. I mean, we, obviously, any time we lose it, I never look at the table, but we, a couple of Everton fans like to say, you know, we win our next two games in the league. You know, we've shot right back up the table, but yeah. it's just it's just winning those games, yeah. isn't it? Do you know what I mean? It's easy said and done, isn't it? And the game's coming up, obviously, it's, it's a cup game next, but Tottenham's not going to be easy. They they, oh, okay, they got beat against Liverpool, though. they proved that they're still a very decent team. Yeah, yeah. So it's not, that's not going to be easy. And sort of stat that Tottenham haven't won an away game for since January. January, yeah. And the next away game is Goodison Park, so it's, it's nailed on, isn't it? Well, I think well, Stephen Grady asked this question, we look fragile, the team doesn't seem to respond to anything going against them, is it no plan B, player mentality, lack of leadership to really rally the players, has to be sorted, no Marco teams come from behind, from being behind, obviously in the league we, we did in the Carabao Cup, mm. if that isn't sorted, this team is never going to win anything. I think we've kind of hit a lot of the chords already regarding that. Yeah, obviously me- mentality, no, no leader, you know, you've said, you kind of said it all there, I, haven't I, you? I think, you know, they, these are running. These are running kind of problems that we've had since day one, really, haven't we? Yeah. Of of the season so far, and which have never been addressed. Uh, which have never been addressed, and like I say, it goes back to you know still being major flaws within the setup of the club. And I think if you know the, the stat that we can't come from behind again, that kind of you know what I said in the, the open gambit is, you know, on Saturday you're sitting there with ten minutes to go, and potentially we're going to win from coming behind and. And we go and lose. You know, <laughs> Silver, all of a sudden, you know, we've turned a, corner, a massive corner by doing that. But no, we go and lose. And I think it's just, it's just the same old, same old, isn't it? I think that's that's the issue. And I think that's what you know, Stephen's trying to say is, will it improve? Only time will tell. I, I don't think, if it doesn't improve, I don't think Marco Silver will be there for long. If it doesn't improve personally. The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The Royal Blue Podcast. How much time did you, just not a question that anyone's put in, but just very quickly, how much time do you think he bought himself after the West Ham game? Well, I always had concerns anyway after the West Ham game because Brighton, that kind of spell of Brighton, Watford, Tottenham and Southampton come so quick mm. that, you know, he wins there, but then, you know, say we don't win again another game, you know, we, we, we get beat. Say we crash out the cup tomorrow night, which is, if I do think we get crash out the cup, I think we should, Look to part ways from anyway, personally. Yeah. You know, say we get beat by Spurs and then, you know, scrape a point at Southampton. You've only really took four points then going into the next international break. Yeah. That's not great from what you consider. We did say before or just after the West Ham game that a lot of Blues did say they'd take a point at Brighton because that would mean four points out of two. And then, but then it was obviously mean getting through the yeah. cup and then maybe even take a point against Tottenham. But obviously, you, you'd want to win. You'd probably say that as you know, consolidated and built a little bit of a foundation. Well, I, I think, I think if you'd have took you know, eight points and good progression, yeah. you know, people would have bit your, bit your hand off because yeah. I think you would have looked, you know, four from West Ham, Brighton, yeah, four from Tottenham, Spurs, you know, sorry, Tottenham, Southampton. Ideally, he's won six, but doesn't, you know, doesn't always work like that way, does it? So, 
I think eight points people would have been happy with cup progression. You know, now we've we've got a mountain to climb because you know we expect needs to take six points out the next two games, league games, which I think will be a tough ask. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously the cup game now tomorrow is massive because Watford actually I watched match today's highlights and they actually looked too bad against Bournemouth on Saturday. They they looked okay, mm. and that becomes proof of points. You no, know, there's no love lost between the two clubs. Nope. Steve, you know, there's the it's well documented. The 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 oh, they've been beaten by us this season. The, the problems, yeah, you know, they were and they were probably a little bit unlucky when it comes to Goodison. Yeah. You no, know, I think Pickford made a couple of good saves towards the end. So it's a, it's just massive massive three games now and he will define Marco Silva's long term future because after Southampton we've got another international break so again it's a good opportunity if you do want to part ways with manager to, to do it then okay Ashley Stewart next question living in you. New Zealand I get up every Sunday our time to watch Everton last five six weeks have been terrible I got a big Everton task yesterday have I made the wrong decision well first of all we seem to have a lot of Everton fans from New Zealand who listen to this podcast I don't know whether it's because the, from New Zealand or, you know, what the, the reside in New Zealand, I don't know. But maybe it's because Everton is so terrible they decided to get away from like, the city and just move the furthest <laughs> away as, that they possibly uh, possibly can. Um, have I made the wrong decision? Yeah, why not? <laughs> nah, you haven't made the wrong decision, actually. I think, if you, you know, if you're going to support Everton, um, is it make the wrong decision to support Everton or make the wrong decision to get an Everton tattoo? I think it's the tattoo. Tattoo. Depends where you got the tattoo, I suppose, doesn't it? Doesn't I really think, state where. You know, my decision. You've got to keep the faith. Keep the faith, Ashley. Keep the faith, yeah. Um, and never be ashamed to get your tattoo out. Yeah. I think we'll quickly move on to Keith Sharpo's <laughs> question. Yeah. Keith? <laughs> because we, we don't really want to come back to where the tattoo is. Cause... No, yeah. You never know. Next next yeah. podcast. Let us know, Ashley, where your, um, where your tattoo is. Send a picture as well, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Keith Sharples. Again, probably touched upon this slightly, but we'll go for it anyway. Once again, our old problems come back to haunt us. How can their mentality be improved as it's happening too often? I mean, my opinion of this after the Burnley game is that we need to change the manager mm-hmm. to, to change the mentality and the problems that we had. Saturday's defeat still makes me think that a little bit, mm-hmm. that we need to change the manager because it's quite clear that the voice of Marco Silva isn't working. Well, short term, we can't and, we can't bring players in, and, and can he can't we? and he can't get the best out of these players and get them over the line when it matters most. So I think effectively a change of manager is is needed to to change the mentality. But in the short term, Silver just needs to hope and pray that he can find some form from somewhere and get him over the line till till November, the next international break. Uh, next question from Bridget Bryson. Is it right to blame the manager when the same players play so differently? Is it because he tried to please the fan base instead of planning a strategy to play Brighton? What would happen? What would have been a better sub to move replace Bernard? Personally, I thought we did better in away form going behind than we've done for a while. The lack of support by VAR so swiftly, followed by VAR for them, what was made us fall apart, in my opinion. How does a manager make players want to win? They appear to support him, so... Yeah, I mean... Obviously, long, long question there with a couple of questions probably in that one. I think... I think we touched on the VAR. We've touched on VAR. Touched on the VAR, on the VAR. I think following the West Ham game, I think quite clearly the players are fully behind Silver. That, that is without a doubt. I think you would have seen um, if that was not the case against West Ham. I think ultimately the, the, the buck stops with the manager, doesn't it? At the end of the day, he is going to take the flak. He, you know, picks the team. I don't think... In reference to the the question about 
trying to please the fan base. I don't, I, I don't think Silver's on on Twitter every, every day looking no. to see what what fans you know want want to pick. I, I, I think he picked you know a winning team. He, he stuck with the West Ham team as best as he could. We obviously know Mina was injured and he had to replace Hargate, who, for all intents and purposes, actually played. Decent, actually got an assist, didn't he? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Um, so he, st- he stuck with the winning team. He stuck with what he knew. Um, Sigurdsson ended up coming on for Bernard. What op- what other options did he really have to, other than bringing Sigurdsson on well, for, well, for Bernard? I, I think first and foremost, you know, I think there would have been more rumbles from the fan base if he had to pick the same eleven. That's start. I know the the mean the mean was enforced on him, but he had to pick the same place that he played last week against West yeah. Ham because they were so emphatically better than West Ham. You know they. They produced the best performance so far this season. We were dominant from start to finish. And also, you know, you look at the impact Sigurdsson had last week when he comes to the bench against West Ham. Silver's probably been hoping for that type of impact against Brighton. Mm-hmm. You know, so was it. Sigurdsson was excellent when he comes to the bench, you know, so an absolute worldie. Mm. So Silver's probably looking thinking, well, he done that last week when he come off, he comes to prove a point he's got even longer now. So I, I don't think you can knock his place, play selection. I think he, you know, he, he, he also made the right calls. And like we say, I think Vardy did play. Play a, play a part and you know ultimately unfortunately for Silva you know it's just another kind of cross when he needs it you know he's kind of got no luck I think you know his luck does seem to be out I mean you know he looks like he's getting Bernard backfiring mm-hmm. he picks up a knock being a, probably not the most consistent player so far this season has picked up a knock so I just think that you know sometimes you're just you're just destined for no luck aren't you and I think at the minute Silva's getting very little Absolutely. So our next question from Liam Pitchfatrick. Is it normal? I'm not surprised by that game. I've become so used to Everton. It was just another day. Now this actually, I actually texted Mr. Crowell on Saturday night saying how Everton was that. Mm-hmm. Because I think every Everton fan sat there was not surprised in the slightest when they look back now on that Brighton game. I think it's the most gutted I've been from a defeat this season just because of the week that we've had. I think we all thought we'd turn the corner mm. and to go from... You know, one nil, you know, deficit to 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 be winning two one and thinking, you know, although it wasn't the most eye catching and amazing display, we thought we'd maybe grind out a win. Maybe that's what we needed to do: grind out a win and just say, you know, toughen ourselves up again. In reference to to mentality, it it just obviously wasn't to be. You know, the the footballing gods, the VAR gods, just obviously maybe again back to Callum Lafferty's question. Slightly, slightly archaic at, yeah. at the moment. It's it does it does make you think. It, it really does make you think. What you know, what's it, what certain things are going on, and you know, it is just another Everton day. It, it was just another Everton day. It, it was it was very very hard to take. Even a draw would have been hard to take. It it, it really would because mm-hmm. to get six points out of the the two games would have been tremendous, and then to go into that Watford game. We we can't we can't do what the players did on Saturday and feel sorry for ourselves. We got to, us as a fan base as a, as a club. We've got to pick ourselves up very quickly because we go out the cup on Tuesday. There's a, there's a realistic competition that we can win, and we're already out of it by by November. The next realistic competition that we can go and win is the FA Cup, which doesn't start till January, and usually we go out early in that as well. We've got to take tomorrow Tuesday very very. Well, seriously. I just think that then. Uh, uh, a question from Ashley Stewart, which would be a fair to analyst, but we'll, we'll touch on it now because if Everton lose to Watford, should Silver lose that, his is job? Is that another question from Ashley? Yes. Yeah. Snuck two in there? Oh. If Silver, if Everton lose to Watford, should Silver lose his job? My opinion is, yeah, he should. Okay. I well, don't think I don't think he necessarily will. Mm. He might, might get Saturday, Sunday's Spurs game, 
But I think if he loses to Watford, the ranking barely is on the wall. And it's, and it's time to look to make a change. I, w- I wouldn't be... I don't think you're, t- you're too far off. I, I, th- I think if he loses to Watford, I think he'll he'll be given Spurs. And then it's... I mean, again, we're coming up to it. We're, we're actually coming up to it a couple of weeks time in international break, aren't we? So again, there's going to be another two-week period there where you would hope to... You'd like to think that the club are making provisions in place for for this type of thing especially mm. with the way forms go and you, you, we've said it time and again you don't want you know the same situation as what happened a couple of years ago i think first and foremost let's see how we do do against Watford and and, and see what happens with that i think we've we've got to go through what if we get beat it, it's going to be very very toxic Carl Bloxman has asked, I actually feel okay about the game, even though we lost in such gutting circumstances. While it was a far cry from West Ham, we were very unlucky to lose. What does this loss do to the stability of Silver's position? Well, I think we just touched, touched on it there, haven't we? I think if he, you know, if he gets beat tomorrow tomorrow night with very little reaction from the players, he, he's under big pressure. And, you know, Sunday would be absolutely huge for him in, in, in every way. Yeah, absolutely. In every, every way possible. And, and think, it's not you know, going to be an easy game, but none no. of them are easy games, are they? No, I think you look at it, it's, you know, even Southampton, we go there, you know, the, the 10th of November, I think it is. They may have been beaten 9 0 by Leicester, but that one for Evertonians with much confidence because, you know, they'll be looking to fight back and what'll be the first time they would have played in front of their own crowd since the defeat. So I, I think it's all on tomorrow night, really. I think if they bounce back and put a performance in, Silver will get a bad, get his time. But if not, I think they could be under real, real pressure. Okay. That's it for your Agenda podcast. I've been Ian Kroll and I've been with Conor O'Neill. Um, much appreciate you for listening. Um, we've got the fan podcast, which will be recorded on Wednesday, due out on Wednesday evening or Thursday evening as well. I've got the, the Royal Blue podcast as well as previewing and reaction from the Watford game and previewing the Spurs game. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Royal Blue podcast from the Liverpool Echo.